Hi, I'm Diane Chandler. And I'm Perry Jones Grossman. And this is Own Your Throne. Through the show, you will meet inspiring women who have recreated and redefined what it really means to thrive and age gracefully. Our guests are some of the most inspiring women on the planet. We were honored to sit down with each of them and get real about their journeys and what it took for them to truly own their throne. Hi, and welcome to Own Your Throne. Today's guest is producer, director, writer of the documentary film Heal, Kelly Noonan Gores. She's a bright ray of sunshine with so much knowledge about all things healing, and we are super excited to speak with her today and learn all we can, especially in these uncertain times. Welcome, Kelly. Thank Yay. you for having me. Kelly, you've been so busy. A mama, <laughs> mama, an author now. I mean, it's some amazing things you're doing. So Thank great. You. So Kelly, with all that you've been up to, she's been very busy the last few weeks. She's had a couple summits. She's spoken with Joe Dispenza, Greg Braden, Peter Crone, and you guys have all been sharing just a lot of stories and their insights and what they really think is going on on the planet. So can you share a little bit of what you've learned and what they've shared with you? Yeah. I mean, I've had so many conversations because I feel like there's so much uncertainty. The, the theme right now is uncertainty. You know, when the virus first kind of started spreading, you know, the, even the Fauci's of the world didn't know so much about this novel coronavirus. So I think the overarching theme is how do we navigate this uncertainty? We're all faced with so much anxiety and fear about not only our own health um, and the health of our loved ones, especially the more vulnerable members of society, um, but also the anxiety that's coming along with, you know, the financial and economic ramifications of being shut down. You know, our whole in all industries are shut down all over the world. So I think that it's a, it's a, it's a very intense time, um, but it's also, you know, a beautiful opportunity and it's a reset. You know, a lot of us are living unsustainable lives, whether it's in our consumption or um, our pace um, and our bodies are suffering because of it, but also just it's, it's kind of a, a forced slowdown uh, to bring into focus what uh, is not sustainable in our lives. And we're seeing that as a result, the planet, our beautiful you know, earth that we all inhabit, uh, because this is a global pandemic, we're seeing that the planet gets a reset too. And it gets a little breather mm -hmm. from this you know, mass consumption and kind of unconscious industry uh, that we are now highlighting. So it's, um, it's a double-edged, well, it's, it's, it's two sides. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that we're forced to look at, but then there's a lot of beauty and, um, and good that's coming from it as well. Yeah, this is what I was saying to Perry. I said, you know, there's one side that's so devastating, and you look at the numbers of death and, uh, of people that have died and, you know, the fear out there and all of that, and then there's the other side of the coin, which is the possibilities of connecting with family, of looking at life different, of putting things in perspective, of less consumption, of Mother Earth getting healed, um, you know, being being free of all the pollutants for the last couple of months. So mm -hmm. there is both. So I don't think there's one way or another. It's kind of the dark light, right? 
Yep. Balance. Shadow. Mm-hmm. The shadow. Shadow and the light. Well, I, I'm curious. Um, I got to watch part of the discussion that you had with uh, Greg Braden and Joe Dispenza, of course, our two most you know, conscious spiritual influencers in the world. Um, what would you say was your, I'm going to start with Greg first. What would you say was your biggest takeaway from your conversation with Greg and um, as far as COVID-19 is concerned? Yeah. I mean, you know, we, he talks about any, and, and for all of those who, you know, you can see the talk I did with Joe Dispenza and Greg Braden to get more in depth. And also Greg Braden released on his private YouTube channel, um, a very informative uh, video about COVID-19 that was so helpful to me. He talked about how, you know, viruses are not alive, uh, which is why antibiotics don't work on viruses. Hmm. So viruses are essentially messages, a code that's encased in like a protein covering. And so he, he explains, you know, they're not this like hostile hunter out there looking for someone to attack. Um, and there's these, you know, and our bodies have like six layers of defenses um, before a virus can really infiltrate our bodies. So it just sheds light on, you know, everything we talk about and heal, how our bodies are, our immune systems are incredibly intelligent. Um, and I look at my child right now, my 11 month old crawling around on the, on the ground and trying to lick every bottom of every shoe she comes across, <laughs> which, which is horrifying. Um, but you know, she's outside and she's putting sticks in her mouth and leaves in her mouth and rocks in her mouth and crawling around and sticking her hand, her dirty hands in her mouth. And our tonsils, Greg talks about, are, are kind of our homeopathic filters into our, and this is how our bodies develop immunity. We are literally taking in little doses of, of viruses and bacteria and pathogens and parasites from our environment so that our immune systems then take in that information and start to build antibodies and antigens and all that stuff. This, this is going to cycle through. The, the population. Um, and, and right now, you know, he talked about we're past containment, uh, but we're in the mitigation phase because of, because there are so many vulnerable um, members of our society, elderly with suppressed immune function. Um, there's also half of America has at least one chronic illness, which is also being, you know, shine, we're shining a light on that aspect. Right. You know, people people are being given the opportunity now to look at where they're not taking care of themselves. Mm. Um, and so, you know, basically Greg and, and Joe and I just talked about how our bodies are capable of, this is not some, the only scary part of this virus is that there's so much unknown. Once we know more information, once we have more testing mm-hmm. um, yeah. and gather the information, we can protect more though, and we can treat, we're, we'll have the ability to treat those that you know are, are vulnerable, like the elderly. So, and the fear on top of that is not helping. You know, fear and panic lowers our immune system, just shuts it off. When we're in the stress response, our, all of our resources from all of our systems, digestion, our immune system, it all goes to our energy and, and hormones and cortisol and stuff so that we can fight or flee for our life. Mm-hmm. So if we are in this, if we're watching the news, you know, and we're just getting negative, scary, scary information about COVID-19, our bodies are in a constant state of stress. Our immune system is shutting down. So we just need to become aware of really what we consume because we need to manage our stress right now more than ever so we can boost our immunity. And, you know, and we're 
being kind of given this opportunity where some distractions are being taken away from us so that we have the time to be with our families um, and to do the inner work that maybe we've been neglecting. Um, we have the, the time and ability and hopefully the resources to make better food choices and start to nourish and honor this body temple. The best, now that, you know, I'm back into focus here, uh, Greg Braden's biggest takeaway for me was, you know, we're asking ourselves, we're, given, we're, be, we're being given the opportunity to ask ourselves, do we love ourselves enough to do the things, to make the lifestyle changes, um, to honor our bodies so that our bodies are able to do what they're designed to do, which is really to have strong immune function and, and be able to fend off pathogens like the coronavirus, or at least, you know, which is why a lot of people are asymptomatic. They are carrying the virus, but the virus ever, never actually penetrates or manifests into severe COVID-19, uh, which is the disease, you know, because a lot of people's immune systems are doing exactly what they're designed mm -hmm. to do. So the the, the point is we all need to ask ourselves that question. Do we love ourselves enough to make the tough choices and change our habits and honor our bodies and support our bodies to do what they're designed to do? Um, and, and hopefully more and more people wake up to that. I love that. Love, love, love that. People don't necessarily correlate those two together, but it really is part of our healing. So I've got an interesting question because you were talking about this in one of your interviews, and I, I thought this was appropriate for this one. I'd love for you to explain more about us as a society as having an underlying epidemic of loneliness, depression, disconnection, you know, all those things that we were doing and acting before. So do you think COVID-19 could be a pivotal change for us? Absolutely. I mean, um, it's, it's, there's going to be so many changes and, um, you know, and, and, but we're also seeing, you know, again, highlighting areas that are, that are real issues. We're seeing where our health care system is failing us. Um, and, and also, you know, so much science and research has been done about how loneliness is, you know, loneliness and isolation are kind of the precursors to a lot of disease and death, um, which is such a sad sad statement, but you see, um, especially, you know, to depression as well. Um, we talk about in film, in, in, in Heal, how social support, you know, extends people's survival rates in cancer by like 50 plus percent. Um, so he, we're, we're just seeing, and, and Greg talks about it a lot in, this, in his work as well, human connection is what we're designed to do, you know, be part of the tribe, uh, interact, help each other, you know, it takes a village. Um, so, you know, and a lot of our elderly are in these homes where they're really lonely and isolated, you know, yeah. and, you, and we see as a result, um, their health just declines rapidly, you know, you know, my mom, uh, my mom's a handful. She, um, <laughs> she had said, you know, she's in quarantine with my dad and she finally had like two weeks in, she's like, I'd rather die. I'm coming out. She goes, she's <laughs> Funny. I'm like, mom, you can't. She's 84. She goes, oh no, I can. I'm one walk to the <laughs> This will kill me faster than that. I mean, she uh, was so, my mom her. so funny. So she's out every day walking and she still didn't like come over much, but she's like, I'm she yeah. come over at all until like a week ago. And she's like, I figure everyone's been in quarantine. I'm coming over. 
I need to yeah. see people. She goes, it's just good for my soul. I need some sunshine. I need to get out a little bit. Yeah. And I think and there that's, is some truth to that. And there's, you know, that conundrum of like, okay, look, we're being socially responsible by, by sheltering in place and everything to really slow down the spread so that we don't overwhelm our hospital systems. And we sure. also help save a lot of, you know, vulnerable people in our society. Yeah. But now it's like we have to start asking the question because I think the country Sweden is, you know, they're, they're open and their, yeah. their fatality rate and their infection rate is, is in relation to their population is almost exact what the United States is. Right. And we're shut down and they're fully open. So, and at some point we need to expose the entire population. We need to get back to normal and let this cycle through the population so that we get herd immunity. And it's seeming, as we gather more information, that it is going to be similar to just kind of like the flu statistics. Yeah. You it know, looks somewhere. Like that. It does. And yeah. some places, and it's not even in a gate. I mean, it, it looks like a war zone in New York. And my heart goes out to them because that's a whole different situation than we're living here in San Diego. You know, yeah. I mean, it's a whole different reality. They're much so, closer together. Yeah. Again, it is it is building up their immune systems. And, and it's, you know, a hard thing to talk about and to to really believe, but it's true. Well, you said back to, your, back to your isolation, like people are at yeah. home, they're isolated, they're depressed, yeah. suicide rates are going up. Yeah. Also abuse. People are, got, uh, yeah, abuse, yeah. alcoholism. Yeah. I mean, at some point we've got to weigh, yeah. you know, what the statistics and go, okay, we need to, we did the extreme thing for the first six weeks. Now we, we need to really be smart and protect the entire society. And, yeah. you know, people have lost their jobs. People yeah. are yeah. committing suicide because they literally don't know how to feed their family. So Kelly, that would take me on to the next question really is how are you or how do you take care of yourself during this time? Like what, what tips would you give people? Because you were talking about, you know, how to manage your mind, body, spirit during this time yes. or you know, every time. I know that you're, you're really mindful of that always, but now probably more. Can you share a little bit about what your daily routine is with that? Totally. And, and I think, you know, in normal times, life is hard, right? We are constantly met with challenges, um, you know, and so like even before COVID-19 hit, people were going through divorces, you know, uh, dealing with all sorts of challenges. Um, and, and so, you know, to compound this on top of it, it's like we're in a pressure cooker right now, which is forcing us to look at ourselves and look at how we relate to life and, um, how we, how, where we're getting triggered and where we need to kind of, um, support ourselves. <laughs> Who's getting triggered? No, <laughs> it's one big planet course. Correct. One big pause button to give us a chance to get our shit together. Right. To to slow, yeah. To slow down and look at our shit. That's you know? it. So we've been moving. We've been running from our shit and now we're like faced with it, you know? Yeah. And so um, it's, it's, it's important on a regular, in a regular, normal, every day to have spiritual tools mm-hmm. to, um, like, for instance, meditation. Um, I'll, just, I'll just list my tools. Uh, meditation, because for me, I want to find freedom and inner peace. Mm-hmm. And meditation just removes the stress. It's, I call it... Um, mental hygiene. You know, we do physical hygiene, we wash our bodies every day, but um, we accumulate so much mental stress and tension and thoughts uh, every day. And and at the end of the day, we need to, or at the beginning of the day, we need to let, we need to empty the mind, um, let all that accumulation of stress go, turn within, 
connect to our breath, which breathing is just such a gift, a blessing. You know, our breath is so uh, powerful. We detox like 70% of our toxins, like through our breath, I think, through our mm -hmm. respiration. So um, it just really drops us in. And, and the more you practice, uh, not only do you create more space so you can respond to life and not be triggered because you don't have this buildup of accumulation, um, you also, your intuition, your guidance, your higher self comes through a lot clearer. So it's a meditation for me is a brilliant tool. How um, a long lot of people, do you do it a day? How long, how, how much meditation do you do a day? I do at, for sure at least 20 minutes. Um, and I try to do 20 minutes twice a day. Okay. That's good. I, di I just had an aha moment, you guys. It just hit me. Coronavirus is all about taking our breath away. Mm. And, you know, the very thing that we need to do and that we really don't pay attention to is how important our breathing is. And so meditation seems like a real key that could be a real gift, a silver lining in this virus. It reminds us how precious our breathing is, our ability to breathe in. So, because when something like this comes in and, and this pandemic that takes your breath away and not mm -hmm. in a good way, you know, mm -hmm. but maybe if we had a better way of, of making that stronger within us and certainly making us much more aware how important our breathing is, that could just be one simple thing that you're talking about right now. Yes. Um, you know, because I know so many stories that you hear from people, that's why they have the ventilators. That's, it's all about not being able to breathe. Yeah. So just enjoying the fact that we can and that we can do it as long as we want, just being mindful of how important that is. That's so true. And, and so you know, good. the last the last point on meditation, you know, just really does connect it to your breath. If you think about it, anxiety and panic, the first thing you feel is tightness in your chest and you can't breathe, right? So. Yeah. If we don't, if we, if we have this meditation practice every day, we don't get, to, we rarely will get to that place of anxiety and panic where we can't breathe um, because we're just practicing every day and we're, we're creating that space. Um, and Joe, my, my good friends, Joe and Greg, who I spoke with the other day, they talked about research, scientific research um, that they both have done through heart math and, and um, heart brain coherence, which comes when you're meditating. And after four days, of meditation, your immune function goes up by 50 to 100%. Wow. So, I heard that. Yeah. So you want to boost your immune system. To get, get in that meditation cool. room. <laughs> you know Do what? It. That's incredible. When you think yeah. of the human body in four days of meditation and mindfulness, that you can actually shift your immune system 50%. I mean, that, that, that's incredible to me. And it's all measured, yeah. And, we, and, and HEAL, I love when he says, you know, your IgA levels, your immunoglobulin A, which is your big body's immune system's biggest defense against viruses and bacteria, it mm -hmm. goes up, it shoots through the roof after four days of meditation. So wow. that's, cool. he says it's better than any flu shot. And I, I love that. So we can really uh, kind of generate our own vaccines uh, mm -hmm. if if you have a daily practice. So right. there's that. Um, I love, I love movement, movement, not only for physical, you know, we exercise kind of has a, people kind of have a resistance to exercise sometimes. So we, we talk about movement now and just, um, you know, 
getting out of depression, a lot of people that ha were in severe depression and pulled out of it um, with different things, you know, 99% of them, of, of people that I've read about or talked to said, you know, they just needed to get up off their couch and take a walk around the block. It started there, just moving your body starts to generate positive chemistry and hormone release um, from your from your brain. And, and that will change everything. So for me, um, you know, physically, it's, it's again, Greg Braden, how much do we love ourselves enough to give our bodies what we need? So when I work out, I'm generating not only a sense of inner strength and like I'm pushing, you know, I got my mamba mentality, you know, yeah. huge, huge craft fan. Yeah. It's, it's helping me break through comfort zones. So mm. if you push yourself and, and you're, you're expanding, you know, you're, you're pumping all that oxygen through your body, blood, you're getting your lymph system, your detoxification system going through sweat and lymph. I mean, it's the best thing you can do for your body as far as like detoxification and obviously physically strength, strengthening your body. But mentally, it is my therapy. I mean, I get so much stress and negativity and just, um, you know, oxytocin. They call it endorphins. It's like, you know, morphine, but it's endorphins. So it's, your, it's, it's your own kind of pain relief, uh, mental, physical pain relief that's being released from your brain when you're working out. So um, movement is key as a daily practice. Uh, and, and some days you feel like doing something very yin, some, something very nurturing and, and walking outside is, is something that's, that absolutely satisfies that, that daily practice. And other days you're going to have that fire in you and you're going to want to run 10 miles or, you know, do a lot of these people are offering free online social media, um, workouts and like so Danica Patrick, like Danica Patrick. <laughs> Kelly was doing Danica Patrick. This morning. I yeah. saw her today afterwards on her Instagram and now she's a bright yeah. red and she's like, I just got my butt kicked by Danica. <laughs> That's so true. awesome. So, I mean, yeah, the creativity yeah. that people are coming up with and showing yeah. us how we can do it just virtually is so empowering. And and generosity yeah. for free. Both of those things I just mentioned are, are absolutely free. You can meditate and move for free. So again, we're, um, the other thing is gratitude. Um, you know, uh, you can't be in fear and gratitude at the same time. So mm -hmm. if you can just make it a habit every day, every morning, every night, just write down five things you're grateful for. Um, Joe Dispenza, you know, talks about elevated emotions and changing our energy and you know a lot of people try to change matter with matter so for instance you know treating a disease with chemicals or something mm -hmm. um you know and he's he's all about changing your frequency changing your energy and he does it through meditation um and elevated emotions and visualizations and and visualizing what you want after you get your state self in a meditative state, then visualizing what it is you want, whether it's a healthy body or a healthy relationship, and then feeling the gratitude that you would feel if you were healed, if you, if you could run on the beach again, you know, um, mm -hmm. if that was something you can't do currently, if you, you know, were married, you know, getting married to this person that adores you, you know, feeling the gratitude, that elevated emotion, gratitude shifts your frequency. And, um, and then you can, you know, the matter shifts because your energetic field shifts. And there's all sorts of, again, Yale science, um, and to, to, to support that when you shift energy, the matter 
organizes up in a different way to, to, to match that energy. To, to add on to that about Joe Dispenza, I thought that the, for me, the coolest thing that he's done is taken what like the secret or what people were saying about, you know, you just think about something and it shifts. He's like, that's part A, you know, to get your beliefs okay. and your thoughts, but it's really, really stepping into the emotional feeling body yeah. to really mm -hmm. experience what do I feel and what's the emotion and the experience that's going on with what I'm looking to create. And so I think that is the piece that completely shifted. People yes, I, I agree. It's so funny because people, you know, when, when um, it first came out, the law of attraction, then people were like, okay, I want to visualize this great car. I want to visualize this great home and vision boards had all these things on it. And that was the secret sauce is you can visualize those things and want those things, but it's more about how do they make you feel? You know, it's a feeling like what you were talking about, which is the secret sauce. Most people don't understand that. They think it's just a mental game, but we're, we're body, mind, and spirit, you know, so our emotions have to be engaged. Our thoughts have to be engaged. Everything has to be engaged so that we could create that feeling. It's, so it's like, okay, if I want to, you know, a Lamborghini, okay, that's great, but why? And how exactly. would that Lamborghini make you feel? It's like, well, it kind of makes you feel like a hot chick, you know? <laughs> but, you know I'm, yeah. I'm being very yeah. bad. But, you know, it's, we forget about to put the feelings behind, behind it and our emotions behind what we want to manifest, which is yes. awesome. Danielle Laporte, right? You know her, Diane, yeah, right? Yeah, she, she wrote the desire map and she figured that out. She, you know, had an aha one New Year's, and she said, why do we want all these things on our vision board? It's we're going after these core desired feelings. Mm -hmm. um, and so to start there, you know, focusing on what the feelings that you want, that's, that's really why you want, you know, something in your outside circumstance to change. or right. Right. To change. And a lot of times you get there and it's like, uh, it's not what yeah. I thought it would be, right? Yeah. Right. You're not really attached to the feeling of it. It's more just, oh, I want this house or, oh, I want this car. And then you get it and you're like, oh, okay. That was awesome for a bit, yeah. right? But that right. feeling still. You, you have a quote that I love and it's in your book and it's on your things that I, I'd love for you to expound on. So your quote in the article that you wrote with Thrive Global is that just when the caterpillar thought the world was over, it became a butterfly. I mean, the paradigm of the butterfly. So how do you think COVID-19 applies to that paradigm? Yeah, I feel like we are shifting. Uh, again, it's, it's like, I feel like we're in kind of the middle of a paradigm shift right now because we are now brought together by some great equalizer called this novel coronavirus, which is affecting every single human around the globe, whether they live in Italy, Antarctica, Antarctica <laughs> um, China, wherever. And, and we're all being faced with um, this kind of, thing that's making us question, you know, that's, that's causing governments to shut down and making us question how we interact with each other, making us question and look at how we've been treating ourselves, how we've been treating our planet, you know, it puts us into, you know, the, the conversation is, is globalization, um, the global economy really the way we want to go? Do we want to come back to a localized economy because, you know, globalization, supply chains, everything's very fragile and cut off right now. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just... To me, the caterpillar is perfect because we're kind of in this old paradigm. Now we're all of a sudden feeling really gooey and vulnerable and it's 
dark and intense, just like a caterpillar would be in the cocoon. Um, we are sheltering in place, which is somewhat of a cocoon, mm -hmm. and we are doing the inner work, you know? Mm -hmm. um, whereas a lot of us are being, you know, some of us have lost our jobs and we're forced change, you know, um, which is terrifying. We don't know what the future holds and we don't know how we're going to pay for our mortgage or whatever it is. So there's a lot of intensity, a lot of darkness, a lot of um, pressure. But, you know, if I have the belief that life is always working for you, always giving you the next challenge circumstance so that you can, for the evolution of your soul, so many different philosophers, prophets, uh, mystics have said the same thing. Um, so this is just kind of the pressure cooker, the cocoon phase, but we will emerge butterfly, um, at the, on the other side of this in, in some way or another, you know, we're, and sometimes when we don't pay attention in our life, you know, disease could, is an example. It could be a big wake up call. Like life, life was giving you some little whispers along the way, like, Hey, Hey, maybe that uh, way of eating isn't sustainable or maybe Drinking those Diet Cokes right. aren't the best thing. I mean, put down the Diet Coke, get the green juice, you know? I, I did, um, Kelly. I did. <laughs> I was one of those. <laughs> uh, but if you, if you deny if, how you're feeling inside, because inevitably if you're paying attention to how your body feels after drinking that Diet Coke, yeah. uh, which again, I used to drink Diet Coke, you know, but you're not paying attention. You're not conscious. So life tries to make you conscious. If you continue to ignore those little knocks and those little taps and those little whispers, it's going to bang you over the head. So, you know, I just tr trust that maybe this is a giant bang over the head showing us, you know, how we're treating the planet is not sustainable and not the most conscious, how we're treating each other and how we are treating ourselves. Um, and so if, if we choose to look at this like that, um, it's an opportunity to reevaluate and to start treating ourselves better, each other better, and the planet better. And obviously, that would be kind of the butterfly on the other side. Mm. I, I love that. I love that. It's so, it's so cool. I, I got so excited when I heard the news on how fast our planet healed itself just mm -hmm. from a couple months, right? How fast she healed herself with a big, beautiful blue marble, you know? And mm -hmm. And then I thought, gosh darn it, how can we keep that going? You know, how can we get rid of the greed? How can we, I mean, sometimes I'm just going to be, I, I feel helpless about it because I'm not a major leader of a country to be able to have the power to say, hey, you know what, automobile industry needs to shut down and get rid of the gases. Hey, we have too many airplanes in the sky. You know, there's so many big corporate decisions that most of us have no say in it. Mm -hmm. And so I think from a bigger picture, how can we change a corporate say in healing our planet? I mean, that's, that's power. And, but yeah. how do we do that? And it's the most overwhelming thing because there are, you know, if you, if you just tune into one of these conspiracy theories about 5G or vaccines or Bill Gates or whatever, right. you know, it's like so overwhelming because you feel like you're just in some science fiction novel and or just like the, the ignorant you know, cattle walking around clueless about big brother, you know? Right. And so for me, and we kind of touch upon this in the Greg and Joe conversation, it's, it's, we, it's too overwhelming to try and say the how, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But um, if enough of us do the inner work right now, 
all we can do is do the inner work. Uh, like if you do Joe's meditations and stuff, he's, he talks about scientifically they've measured if you're doing the meditations uh, and you're getting on a regular basis, getting your heart and your mind in a, in a coherent state, you're literally generating energy. Your magnetic field is getting bigger and you're, you're literally making energetic deposits into the field. And we are all connected by this quantum field. So if we do the inner work, if we, as Gandhi says, be the change we wish to see in the world, that is going to affect the field. Um, and if enough people do it, if enough people start to move in that direction, mm -hmm. shift and change will happen, happen, you know? Um, so we just have to, in our, in all, in our little small little bubble of the universe have to, we have to be the change that we wish to see and it will exponentially catch on through the field. You know, uh, Kelly, I was thinking just like what Perry just said about the breath. It's the same thing with the coronavirus, right? It's been contagious. It's this, you can't see it. Mm -hmm. Could have measured it. The measurement, the measuring stick was people getting sick. Yeah. And it's the same with our, with our love, with our work, with our, when you put love into the planet and you put that energy in the field, it hits like 200,000, 2 million. It's some crazy big number. Every person doing that's elevating the frequency on the planet. Mm -hmm. So it's and you see, thing. like the virus, the virus affects people in yeah. wildly different ways. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't want anything that I say to take I away that. from the devastation that okay. these families have faced by losing someone or, or implying that maybe, you know, they were weaker and less conscious. That's absolutely not the case. This was, you know, early times, so much unknown, so much fear. Uh, so we didn't have the tools to support these, you know, poor people, but you know, it's just, it's this metaphor of the more people have these tools and practices and are strengthening their immune systems and learning how to support our super intelligent bodies, mm -hmm. um, the more we can stand up and be, you know, uh, more, dif you know, s stronger in the face of something like this, you know, mm -hmm. or unaffected or resilient. Uh, Resilient. Thank you. That's yeah. the word. Yeah, resilient. I was also, you know, it, it shows the oneness. We just, we were interviewing last week, Jill Bolte Taylor, and it was fascinating her talking about the right brain, left brain, and really this quarantine or this stay at home time has really shifted people into their right brain of oneness, mm. of creativity, of love, of harmony, because we don't have an option in the left. Mm -hmm. I mean, the left is fear, anxiety like all, you know, left brain type analyzing, brain, yeah. analyzing. And it's really such an opportunity um, to see the oneness. And I think that's where we're talking about, you know, with really what we can do because we all are connected is to just work on ourselves and put love in the, into the world. And that's what's going to shift it. Oh, just one more thought on that. It's like people, you know, again, we're taking away a lot of these distractions and a lot of, um, a lot of this kind of non-essential work has been shut down. So people are reconnecting with their soul's desires, which is to express, whether it's to create music, paint, uh, you know, whatever your artistic expression that maybe you yeah. put aside or, sh or sh locked in the closet because you had to be a mom or you had to be the dad, you know, going to work or the CEO or whatever, you know, where we have this like cocoon now to yeah. reconnect with our, our creative desires, you know, and expression. I think I, you see so much creativity, especially on social media and what people are coming up with. It's really <laughs> funny. One thing I was going to say that really hit me as far as, you know, our right side of our brains is all ego. 
You know, it's this is my definition. This is who I am. This is the left side. The left side. The left side. Who I am, who I believe, you know, blah, blah, blah. And when we're on that right side, that creativity comes out. That's when we realize we're all energetic. That's when we realize that we're all connected. Mm -hmm. I mean, what better way than this coronavirus connecting us globally? And how we have to rely on each other. I mean, other countries are sharing, you know, uh, the the ventilators. They're sharing masks. They're sharing. We've all of a sudden become sharing countries and, <laughs> and helping each other instead of firing off missiles, you know, to each yeah. other and this hate and all this stuff. I hope that we really do change as a society. And I think that's the only piece that we would be as individuals is what we were talking about earlier is we can make the change within ourselves. And then collectively, you know, we start this new consciousness. But I, I wanted to ask you something that's kind of a general question, but you know, you've all the work and all the amazing people, including yourself that you've talked to with the heel documentary and, and the book. Um, what did you discover that you never knew you had? in that process oh hmm what was kind of the surprise in you that came up you know because obviously spirit gave you this idea right and you didn't say okay well let me think about it I I can't or you just did it so when you finished that what did you discover that you never knew you had yeah I mean I think I had a big like aha in, in like maybe a couple, couple months into making the film um, because this was my first time directing. However, my whole life I had always wanted to direct. I'd always had that mind where I wanted to be kind of the person making decisions. I had really strong opinions. Um, and then, you know, this calling came and I just, I knew after a few years, like I just had to make this film and, and I had to put all the teachers that empowered me in the film. Like it was just very clear that I had to do it. And I'm like, so at, at Finally, when I, I finally read Anita Morjani's book, Dying to Be Me, it was like this something clicked. I'm like, okay, I have to do this. Like, but I don't know how. I have no idea how I'm going to freaking put this together, get all these people <laughs> to do this, you know? Um, so I just said, look, God, you know, universe, I, I, I use them interchangeably. Um, I, I hear you. I'm saying yes to this, this loud calling you put into my heart. Uh, but I don't know what to do. So you got you to gotta help me out here. What do I do? Right. <laughs> show me the way. So, show me the way. And there was just this flow to it. And I just remained open. And, and you know, the first couple months I hired, I hired, had hired a cinematographer and a, and a producer that had a lot more experience than I did. Um, and they both had directed things before. And so I was like deferring to them a lot. Like, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And then about, you know, six weeks in, I was like, wait a second. No, I know what I think. And I have a very strong opinion. And I stopped seeking outside validation or confirmation for my choices. And I just said, here's what I want. This is what I want. And I, so I, I stepped into my power because I, I finally saw that, you know what, I have... Um, I have a strong vision and that the vision is the, is the whole purpose that calling was put into my heart. And so to just mm-hmm. trust that. And it was a really cool kind of, so cool. you know, it's, it was almost like a growing up I did. In uh-huh. the- so, you you <laughs> so I'm just, kind of, I'm just kind of saying out loud what, what I think you're saying is that you realized you're a visionary and that you had the power to create something, even not knowing how. Exactly that. And 
um, to trust my intuition mm-hmm. and no, yeah. instinct without seeking outside validation. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, I grew up like, you know, having so, and there's so much to talk about with Peter Crone, <laughs> I I another expert, because I've been working with him personally throughout this whole thing because of just some other stuff I'm dealing with um, even before COVID. So it was just perfect timing because I've had him as a, as a coach through this and so much realization, but you know, I had these belief systems growing up just based on different things that happened and family dynamics. And um, so, you know, I, I didn't ever want you know, I had this belief that I could do something wrong, that I was going to do something wrong. And, um, and so I've become a people pleaser and a perfectionist and, and all these things that have really held me back and caused a lot of anxiety. Um, and so, you know, we, you kind of shed that as you put yourself, as you take the leap and put yourself in the arena that Brene Brown talks about. And then, you know, you start to care less about what people think because you're doing mm-hmm. it. You're doing You just start work. doing it, right? It's like you're untamed, as Glennon would say, right? Yeah. You're oh, like, my God. I love that book. I love that book. Oh, my God. So good. Um, you know, it, it really, you sharing your story, it reminds me a lot of my own, like, doing this show. It was really, like, I was scared shitless to put myself out there. I had these whole conversations with pleasing. Is this the right way? Am I doing it right? Da, 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 da. And it's almost like you just have to put yourself out there. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we're not up for vote, as Perry says. I you just know? want to say, I love that phrase. I always tell people, don't put yourself up for votes. It's like you yes. just claim it, move into mm-hmm. it, and, and it's hard, especially, especially women. You know, there's a lot of women listening. They're like, how do, I, how do I not put myself up for vote? You know, what do I do with my fears? What do I, you know, mm-hmm. and these are some of the tools that you shared with meditation. When you start building up those muscles, you start getting more courageous. And you just go for it. You just step mm-hmm. into it and it yeah. happens. And it's yeah. cool. You feel, it's like a, there's mm-hmm. a feeling of aliveness. I mean, I noticed, Kelly, I'll share with you that I didn't know you were working with Peter, but I've seen a huge shift. Kelly and I are friends. And so I've seen a huge shift in the last couple months. And I was like, something's going on with Kelly. I could just see it. You just are really out there in this really beautiful way, unabashedly and unapologetically. And so I think it's really, it's just, I just wanted to reflect back to you that I really noticed it. So that's beautiful. Would would you share who to our, you know, listeners who Peter Crone is so that they know who we're referencing? (laughs) Sure. So Peter Crone, they call him the mind architect. Uh, He, he says his number one product is freedom. He gets people to uh, experience freedom and um, he was in Heal. He was one of the experts in Heal that I put him. He was kind of an unknown before I put him in there. He works with um, a lot of professional athletes, um, athletic organizations, you know, just elite athletes and CEOs and, and people um, to help them get out of their own way. Um, and he, you know, basically f- helps you free yourself from these constructs in our subconscious mind that, that are there holding us back, these limited belief systems. Um, and so he's just, he's brilliant. He's become, I've known him for, I think eight years now and he's become like a brother to me, but he really just has, you know, he went through his own awakening and just has, uh, an amazing perspective to just get you to see where you've been living kind of in, in prisons in your mind, you know, Mm. and get, and, and get you to see how you relate to life. So you can, because everything he's, he talks about, I wish I could articulate it as, as well as him, but he said, your relationship with people 
and with circumstances are exactly that. It's just the only thing that exists is how you are relating to them. Whatever they're doing, it doesn't, ma- it doesn't mean anything. It's how you relate to what they're doing. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just fascinating when you, when you really get into the work, but um, it's, yeah. it's really freeing. What do you think was your biggest takeaway in working with him that, what, that made that change? I mean, you know, the comment that Diane made as, as a close friend of yours, you know, for a friend to see that change, what do you think was something that was a key that unlocked something in you that just made you find that freedom? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, we talk about it with, in Joe's work too and Peter's work and I'm kind of delving into Joe's work again as well concurrently, but it's, you know, we're all looking for happiness or how we're going to feel um, on the other side. If this person changes, if my circumstances changes, then I'll be happy. It's learning your inherent value and how to be happy regardless of what's going on in your external world. Uh, and he really helps you do that. So just like one example, you know, I've, I, I hosted this uh, Greg Braden and Joe Dispenza panel. And in our world, you know, they're two big freaking yeah. hotshots, you know, they're, right. they're, they're heavy hitters. And then yeah, and you, and you, you know, got them, girlfriend. You got them. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's little old me who isn't an expert. I'm just like, you know. Oh, come so on. Was, come on. You're a change maker. You're an influencer. Big time. <laughs> Thank you. So, so Peter terms it like he says, there's the little child in you that's scared. It's your ego, but it's your little child. And, and yeah. we named it. So my inner child is Kelbell because Kelly Belly, because that's what they ta- they called me when I was little, you know, oh. and then my adult is Noons because that's what my girlfriends call me now because my maiden name is Noonan and Noons. So he talks about, he, he puts all of these circumstances that we talk about and these triggers that come up um, as, you know, Kelly Belly, your ego, the scared little part of you, the person that, you know, the little girl who wants to be loved and um, is scared uh, you know, that's your ego. And he says the ego, Kelly belly doesn't want to be fixed. It just wants to be held like mm-hmm. my little baby, uh, Riley, you know, their little babies, um, are fully expressed. They don't think about what anyone else feels about them crying. Like if they're hungry, if they pooped, if, if they are uncomfortable, they're going to just cry and flail yeah. until someone figures it out. So as we get older, we're not so fully expressed because we have social conditioning. And so all that baby wants is just to be, to have their needs met and just be held, you know? And so for instance, yesterday, you know, when I did the thing with Joe and Greg, I was, I was finding myself nervous and that nervousness. Um, and I really wanted to come off as I was, as if I, you know, I wanted to make sure that I sounded smart is what, what the thoughts that were going in my head and that was mm-hmm. causing the fear, you know, mm-hmm. and this is real. So, I mean, I prepared and I'm, and I, and I feel very comfortable with these guys. They're, they're very loving and they're my good friends. Uh, but I wanted to, you know, I was, I was little Kelly belly was worried about the perception of the 14,000 people that were tuning in. Mm. Um, and I wanted to do it right because my belief systems were, I need to do it right to be loved. Um, be perfect. So perfect. I need to be perfect, you know? <laughs> and so we just, we broke down today, like what that means. And, and I'm, I'm putting my value inferior to the value of Greg and Joe. Mm-hmm. And, and Peter's like, look, I don't know how to speak Chinese. Does that make me inferior? No, it's just, I don't know. There's going to be things that you don't know. And there's going to be things that Greg, you know, and Greg and Joe don't know, mm-hmm. you know? So we just, 
and you know, he, he said, and I said, you know, my fear was holding me back from just being normal. Cause I wanted to like give Joe shit about his voice and, you know, cause if you listen to his voice on his recent med- meditations, he's got this really funny affected voice <laughs> that he does for a certain reason. And I wanted to talk about it and like kind of make fun of it a little bit. And I didn't do that because I was so worried about doing it right. And so it, it restricted me from fully showing up in the conversation and I'm giving this away right now and all your viewers are going to go watch it and like analyze me now. But, um, still great. But the, you are the, still great. Too. The, the point is, the point is he goes, you know, cause I'm just like, I wish I was just normal and like relaxed and ease going into it and not, not worrying and just being in the present moment. And he said, normal is only on the other side of realizing that part of you that's not normal mm-hmm. and being like, holding and holding space for that part of you that's not normal meaning the part of you all i had to do was just realize okay this is kelly belly who's scared right now because that part of you she needs outside validation she she feels she can't be wrong so you just need to recognize and hold space for that part of yourself you know that shadow part of yourself ego and just hold space for it and be okay and then you just relax and you show up and you're you're just okay with whatever happens mm. you know yeah, um, that's beautiful and again, I can't articulate it. Go follow Peter. Listen to what he said. You did a beautiful it, job. I, I got exactly what you were saying. And it's, it's really, really powerful because it's like, it's like acknowledging the parts of you that are scared, acknowledging the parts that don't feel good enough, acknowledging that they're all there and grown up noons. Is that what they call yeah, it? Yeah, noons. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then noons is like, I got it, guys. I got like, this. I yeah. know you're scared, yes. but we're okay. We got this. Yeah. And it's really different. True authenticity, you know, accepting all parts of us. And it, yes. and it is funny, and I think a lot of women feel that way. It's like, you know, you always wonder if you're being good enough or if you're worthy enough or if you're, you know, when you get a calling um, from God, from the universe, and it's always something bigger than what you think you can do. Yes. But you also have to realize who you're made of. You know, yeah. that perfect, powerful part of you is made from, you know, the universe, from the great spirit. And when we look at it again outside of ourselves, outside of our ego, we're just using ourselves as a vessel, right, to let whatever needs to come through to, to serve the people, it comes through. But it is, mm-hmm. it's big trusting yourself, you know, mm-hmm. not questioning yourself. It's always trusting yourself. And I think, you know, so many people will say, I wish I had a big calling. I don't have a big calling like you guys do. You know, I, I just have my little calling. There's no such thing as a little calling. You know, whether it's just someone, one person in your life that you've changed and you've helped made better, that's huge because it affects all of us as we talked about earlier. Yeah. A little calling could quickly become a big calling. You yeah. have to focus one on that voice, calling. Yeah. right? One voice can change the world. And just to finish off the Peter thing, you know, the more you learn, every time I get triggered now, I have the awareness where I'm, ooh, I start to look at myself going, wow, how do I feel my body and my, my heart? I'm angry. Ooh, wow. The rage is coming up. Like, why am I getting triggered? And then I can go, oh, that's just little Kelly belly. She's scared because of X, Y, Z. And I just hold her and I just hold space and like the trigger washes away it's wild and so the more you practice this it's really just awareness um and the more you hold your ego hold that scared part of you the less things come up in life to be triggered like awareness is the healing Mm -hmm. it's wild yeah 
I love that. Thanks for sharing that, Kelly. That's awesome. That's real vulnerability too. And that it's always interesting. Our vulnerabilities become our strengths and that, you know, you have the courage enough to share that uh, instead of pretending to be something that you're not. I mean, that's a huge lesson for women in general. <laughs> <laughs> Just little old me over here. You know? Just little old me over here. <laughs> I'm human. Well, talk about talk about your book that's come out and how has it been different from the film and, you know, what have your experiences been? I was so jealous when Diane got to go to your book opening and I couldn't. I was back here in Sun Valley. But what, what has that experience been like for you? And how's it it's going? Been, yeah, it's, it's going great. Um, you know, it's wonderful. I think it's been translated into 22 different languages or something. So it's wow. all over the world. I had some woman... Um, DM me on Instagram yesterday and she's like, my son, it's this cute little blonde boy reading the Danish version of uh, Heal <laughs> in Denmark. And I was like, this is so amazing, you know? And so she's like, I wish all kids could learn this growing up. And um, mm-hmm. it was just really beautiful. So, you know, the book I was able to put, there's only so much you can pack in a film. And I stretched that film as long as I could, you know, everybody was advising me to keep it to 90 minutes, but it's like a minute, it's like an hour and 45 minutes. Um, but there's twice as much content in the book. So I could go into a little bit more depth and expand a little bit more on like the healing properties of nature. Um, you know, the experts, I had 18 hours of interviews. So you can imagine how much wisdom was on the cutting room floor. So I was able to put a lot more of the experts wisdom in the, in the book. So I think it's just a good resource. A lot of people say they can just like keep it on their nightstand and flip open to a page and, and find like a little empowering tidbit um, about what they're capable of or what their bodies are capable of. So, and it's a cute little smaller size. So it's, it's a nice, it's a nice book just to throw in your bag when you go on a trip. You know, Kelly, I think that this book and movie, you know, it's timeless, first of all, but it's so timely. The way you put it out and you were just ahead of a curve that I feel like now that our planet is waking up to a lot more of these, um, of this thought process, that we can, healing is beyond just medicine. And um, that food is medicine, thoughts are medicine, beliefs are medicine. And so you brought that to the forefront. So for those of you that don't know, um, Heal Documentary is on Netflix. And it's the documentary that Kelly put together, experts from all over the world leading in their field, quantum physics, nutrition, really stretching everybody's mindsets. For me, it just pushed everyone out of the box and started looking at there are other ways to heal besides just medicine. You can food for medicine, belief for medicine, um, the way we think, the people that were around, all of it. And so I would encourage everyone listening and everyone you know <laughs> to go and, and, and watch the documentary. She has incredible experts like Joe Dispenza, Wayne Dyer, um, who was your favorite, right? Was Wayne in the movie or is that just one of your teachers? He's one of my teachers. We dedicated the film to him. I connected with him the same time I connected with Anita Morjani, but then unfortunately he passed away right before we started filming. Mm. And she has um, Deepak Chopra. And anyway, it's just a host of incredible experts and um, it's really going to be a treat to watch it. So, and my daughter. (laughs) And you, you're in it too. I'm just a cameo, but it's You know, I have to tell you a a quick story because it's affected two of my friends. Another um, healer you had on was Diane Portia. And um, 
one of my best friends was going through cancer. And I think that's how you and I connected. And I thought, you know, which of these healers would she connect with? So she did connect with Diane Portia and Diane, she's still working with, but she's completely cancer free now. And Diane was one of those teachers and spiritualists that helped her, you know, come to the other side of her, of her healing. I also have another girlfriend right now who's fighting two types of cancer and she got the coronavirus as she's going through chemo. Oh my gosh. And um, I've never seen such a strong soul, but she asked me, who should I work with? And I said, Diane Portia. So she's been working with Diane now for a couple of months and she's coming out of, you know, letting go of a lot of things, toxicity, so that she could come to the other side to her healing as well. So it's very powerful what you've put. And, and you have no idea, I'm sure, and you probably got many letters or emails, but so many people have been touched by this documentary and also have had some, some healing. So it's a big universal thank you from us to you that you mm-hmm. heeded the calling and, you know, came out with this brilliant piece. So thank you. Oh. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Kelly, thank you for taking the time today to come back on and speak with us. I just absolutely loved this last hour. It was incredible. So much good information. Um, you're beaming. So I'm just, happy to I know we're, yeah. we're so happy and we want to tell our, our listeners also that Kelly's offering a free gift. So all you have to do is go to our website, www.ownyourthrone.co, and you just sign up and we'll get that freebie to you. And then what are the two websites that you would recommend for people to get a hold of you if they want to reach out and find out more about what you're doing? Sure. Um, to get any, you know, the heal book or the, the doc, you can go to healdocumentary.com. There's all sorts of good resources there as well, um, book recommendations. And um, then follow us on social media at, at Heal Documentary across Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And then I'm on Instagram at, at Kelly Gorris. Awesome. Well, it's always a delight. You're such a big light, bright light. And, and I'm so happy that Diane connected us and you know, also the work you did on, on the uh, summit when I was healing from autoimmune stuff, you were part of my healing too. Mm-hmm. So um, you're just a healer. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a huge calling. You're a healer oh, of millions and, um, oh and so sweet in spirit. And, um, you know, we just love you. So thank oh, you for taking Thanks, Cal. Thanks. Love you, ladies. It's always fun to hang out. All right, sweetie. When we get out of this and we can come out into the world, we fun to get together and have a girl lunch or something. Yeah, real hugs. Yes, real Can't ones. Wait. Can't wait. <laughs> All right. Good job, you guys. You guys are doing awesome. Thanks, Thank you. Bye-bye, honey. And Bye. everyone, we will see you next time on the next episode of Own Your Throne. This podcast was created by Perry and I because we both met at school getting our master's in spiritual psychology, where we learned the tools and techniques to really heal, reclaim, and redefine the second chapters of our lives. And you'll also learn some tools and techniques from our guest. All you have to do is go and subscribe and leave some comments. Let us know what you think about the shows, as well as maybe you have some ideas of other guests that we could have. So enjoy the conversations, and we look forward to hearing from you. And be sure and check out our website, which is ownyourthrone.co. And we have some freebies for you, so be sure and check us out.